Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Monday, March 7th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today. Crude hits 130, corporate exodus from Russia, and J.P. Morgan downgrades rating on Philip Morris. Leading today's news. As pressure builds to sanction Russia, the Biden administration inches closer towards a ban on the import of Russian oil and energy products. Brent touched nearly $140 a barrel on the news overnight, while WTI crude soared 12% to $130 a barrel for the first time since 2008, threatening to intensify inflationary pressures. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi already said she would support a crude import ban, as well as a move to deny Moscow access to the World Trade Organization, marking an increased effort in Washington to further isolate Russia from the global economy. While Russian crude only accounts for 3% of American imports, it is responsible for over half of Russia's export earnings. The U.S. may go at it alone without the participation of allies in Europe, at least initially, and is looking to make sure there is enough supply to offset any collateral damage. American officials held face-to-face meetings in previously sanctioned Venezuela this weekend, while analysts speculated that OPEC members could be a source of incremental supply as gasoline prices in the U.S. topped $4 a gallon nationwide. Biden advisors are also weighing a trip to Saudi Arabia. Victor Shum, vice president of energy consulting at IHS Market, said, One of the great uncertainties is if and how the escalation of economic warfare between Russia and the West will impact the flow of oil and gas. NATO members currently buy more than half of the 7.5 million barrels a day of crude oil and refined products that Russia exports, and inventories are already low in the U.S. and at record low levels in OECD Europe and Asia. The multiple dimensions to this war will lead to unexpected disturbances and outcomes. In other market news, billionaire activist investor Carl Icahn is said to have sold his remaining stake in oil producer Occidental Petroleum after having owned it for almost three years. Icon, who had been trimming his once 10% stake in the company in recent days, sold the last of it according to a Wall Street Journal report, which cited a letter he sent to the board on Sunday. Icon's two remaining representatives on the Oxy board are also stepping down. The news comes after Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway disclosed on Friday that he had accumulated a $5 billion stake in Occidental. Berkshire Hathaway owns 91 million shares, or about a 10% stake in Occidental Petroleum, according to the latest filing from Friday. Occidental shares soared last week, skyrocketing 45%, including an 18% jump on Friday. Icon is said to have made about $1 billion on his investment in Oxy and has unrealized net profit of about $500 million on Oxy warrants he owns, according to the Wall Street Journal report, which cited people familiar. He still owns more than 15 million Oxy warrants. Payment Titans Visa and MasterCard suspended operations in Russia, saying they were compelled to act following the unprovoked invasion of Ukraine and the unacceptable events that we have witnessed. Cards issued by Russian banks will no longer be supported by their respective payment networks, and cards issued outside of Russia will no longer work in the country. American Express and PayPal also announced they would suspend operations hours after Ukrainian President Zelensky called on companies to shelve business in Russia during a video call with U.S. lawmakers. Netflix also halted its service in the country, while TikTok suspended new content. Two of the big four accounting firms, KPMG and PricewaterhouseCoopers, also severed ties with their businesses in Russia. Vladimir Putin, meanwhile, has decreed that foreign bondholders 
must be paid in rubles as a way to service debt while capital controls remain in place. Moody's Corporation is also suspending commercial operations in Russia. The suspension covers both Moody's Investor Service and Moody's Analytics operations. The Investor Service will maintain analytical coverage for existing ratings from outside Russia. The company will continue to support its employees in Russia. Shares of Moody's are down 0.3% pre-market. JP Morgan dropped its rating on Philip Morris International to neutral from overweight due to near-term headwinds. On the positive side, the firm noted that the tobacco giant is the global leader in both cigarettes and heated tobacco products, as well as being on track to cash in on nearly $10 billion of cumulative new generation product investments. On the negative side, though, J.P. Morgan analysts warned that the recent geopolitical concerns cannot be ignored. J.P. Morgan assigned a price target of $110 to Philip Morris, and shares fell 2.2% pre-market to $97.60. The company View received a notice of additional deficiency from NASDAQ, stating that the company's failure to file its Form 10-K for the year ended December 31, 2021, serves as an additional basis for delisting the company's securities from NASDAQ. As a result of the company's failure to file the Form 10-K and the quarterly reports, the company is not in compliance with NASDAQ listing rule, which requires timely filing of all required periodic financial reports. The company is currently conducting its own review of its procedures with respect to these reports and associated financial statements. If the company's appeal is denied or the company fails to timely regain compliance with NASDAQ's continued listing standards, the common stock of the company will be subject to delisting on the NASDAQ global market. Globally, Australia saw data from their February services PMI rocket to 60. January was solid at 56.2, improving further in February as the Omicron wave ebbed even further. India markets are down. South Korea is suspending transactions with Russia's central bank, joining the U.S. and others in not dealing with the central bank of the Russian Federation. The war in Ukraine is threatening to upend the global shipping industry, which is still trying to recover from the coronavirus. Two of the largest shipping container groups have already suspended cargo booking to and from Russia, with sanctions starting to have an impact on trade. Ocean rates could even double or triple from the current $10,000 per 40-foot container, according to supply chain consultancy firm Forkites. Cargo checks are now one of the biggest disruptions to shippers, making sure they're not breaking sanctions at ports in the EU and the UK. Companies also halting operations due to uncertain waters. For example, a ship laden with crude or LNG, liquid natural gas, could be subject to sanctions just days after embarking on its journey, leaving the cargo stranded and the company forced to swallow the costs. Things are getting worse with the closure of airspace, which is a key alternative to the seas. The European Union, Canada, and the U.S. have closed their skies to Russian carriers, prompting Moscow to retaliate in kind. The country plays a part in the air cargo corridor from the east to the west, with some Japanese carriers already stopped booking for air cargo to Europe altogether. Sanctions are also impacting the Trans-Siberian Railway, which transports goods from China to Europe via Russia. Russian and Ukrainian seafarers make up one in seven of the world's shipping workforce per the International Chamber of Shipping. These essential workers are not easily replaceable, while airspace bans have compounded issues by making it harder to ferry personnel to and from ports. Ship movements in the Black Sea, a key commodity export route, have also been frozen since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And staffing those ports will be a key security concern even if they open in the near future. For investors looking to know more about the shipping sector, Jay Mintzmeyer founded Value Investors Edge, a Seeking Alpha marketplace service, 
He and his team at Value Investors Edge bring over a decade of experience in covering shipping, energy, and supply stocks. You can find Value Investors Edge on Seeking Alpha's Marketplace, and you can sign up for your free trial there. As of 6.20 a.m. today, global stock markets are down on Russian imports ban talk. European stocks tumbled after news that U.S. and European allies are considering a ban on Russian oil imports, posing a risk of global stagflation. Asian Pacific stocks slid as the war between Russia and Ukraine continues weighing on investor sentiment. In the bond market, the yield on 10-year treasuries was little changed to 1.72%. Germany's 10-year yield was up more than one basis point to 0.09%. Britain's 10-year yield was up more than one basis point to 1.23%. European futures are lower. Moscow's exchange reportedly will be closed until March 8th. Russian and Ukrainian negotiators are set to go for another round of talks today, but expectations are muted. Gold and crude oil are up. Bitcoin is down. And look for the Investor Movement Index Summary release at 12.30 p.m. Eastern and the Consumer Credit Report at 3 p.m. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.